Hello and welcome to episode 83 of Onion Unlimited, the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Torridan. And this afternoon, I just thought I'd drop on to the live stream for a few moments and talk to you about purpose, in particular, finding a purpose after leaving Jehovah's Witnesses. The Hindus have a concept which they refer to as Dharma, basically means purpose or duty. And the idea is that each person on earth has their own particular individual duty to perform or purpose. Now, when I was a Jehovah's Witness, pretty much everything in life was put on the back burner, so to speak. And my purpose was to serve Jehovah God. That was it, pretty much. Uh, Meetings, field ministry. And I took that very seriously, actually. I gave up a lot in order to be a regular pioneer for most of my life. For anyone that's not uh, familiar with what a pioneer is, you're familiar with Jehovah's Witnesses going from door to door or uh, standing on a literature cart in the town centre. This is what they call their preaching work or their field ministry, to coin a phrase. And there's not usually a minimum amount of time that you're supposed to spend, although there's a kind of unwritten rule that healthy people, healthy Jehovah's Witnesses should at least be putting in double figures each month, you know, 10 hours. If you're below 10 hours a month, you're normally considered a little on the weak side spiritually. Um, but I, I took things very seriously as a Jehovah's Witness, and I actually was what they call a regular pioneer, which is someone that spends uh, 70 hours every month preaching in some form or another. Uh, In actual fact, I used to spend about 100 hours a month preaching. I was a very good pioneer. In order to do that, I gave a lot of things up. I didn't work full-time. I I supported myself and my family, even with children, with part-time work. I was quite fortunate because I was in uh, the web development industry, and then I moved on to create a company of my own, Uh, So I was bringing in some good money on that, even part-time. I went on to do things like wedding photography. So that was was a pretty high-paying job. And then eventually I got into first aid training, uh, which I always enjoyed teaching. And again, that was was very good money. So I used to do that part-time and pioneer. So, um, you know, we weren't rolling in money because we were only working, or I was only working uh, half- half a week Uh, not even that sometimes two days a week maybe even one day a week so you know we could have been better off but we always had enough my purpose was i always felt to pioneer Uh, i never really broke it down to the constituents of teaching which now i realize that teaching is my purpose in life or one of my purposes i see myself as having two purposes teaching other people particularly spiritually and i i would actually prefer to use the word guiding than teaching i don't feel like i know everything far from it i actually feel that spiritually speaking people have the answers within themselves so it's not so much about teaching as guiding helping people to realize that they have got their own spiritual path that they can walk along and um, that the answers are within 
I advocate spiritual autonomy is what I'm all about these days. But, you know, back in the day when I was a pioneer, I used to teach people within a very rigid framework to view Jehovah's Witnesses as the only true religion and what they needed to convert to and to join. That was my purpose. I did change my mind over the years. I did uh, gradually begin to see that the organisation was a cult. And so I was very wary about actually directing people to the organisation as such. But I did continue pioneering. Strange, I know. Um, I did a whole uh, podcast live stream with Riley Jexit about this subject of how I pioneered even when I was physically and mentally out. Uh, One of the things that uh, kept me going pioneering, I think, is that I enjoyed teaching. So uh, rather than direct people to the organisation, I used to uh, quite enjoy teaching people about the Bible. And that was my particular thing that I really enjoyed doing. I tried not to put a JW spin on it as much as possible, but let the Bible speak for itself. So much has changed (laughs) since then. Teaching was my purpose, I felt, particularly within the uh, framework of being a Jehovah's Witness. But the other thing that I really enjoyed was creating. I've always been very creative when it comes to things like photography, which I turned into a business, painting, writing. I've written a few books in my time. Poetry. I like poetry and particularly writing music, composing music and recording music. And apart from the photography that I was able to turn into a business, what I found as a pioneer was that I was actually torn between being a good pioneer, spending as much time as possible concentrating on that, and my creative arts, uh, my creative hobbies and so forth. So at one point, I actually gave everything up in order to focus more fully on the pioneering. I had a wonderful recording studio at one point uh, with beautiful keyboards and uh, eight track mixer and all this kind of thing and in order to focus more on pioneering instead of trying to serve two masters (laughs) as witnesses say i actually got rid of all of that and i think the day i did that i felt like something died within me and i think this is the important thing that if you're not fulfilling your your purpose your dharma so to speak you're actually half a person you uh, will often feel quite empty if you're not fulfilling your purpose. So for a lot of my time as a Jehovah's Witness, I thought that my purpose was serving Jehovah God, being a pioneer. I quite enjoyed it because I got to do some teaching. But at the same time, I was sacrificing a lot when it came to uh, the creative aspect of my personality, which I kind of had to suppress a little bit in order to be a good pioneer. Uh, It reminded me, actually, of my granddad on my uh, father's side. He was actually a violinist in an orchestra many years ago. He was a uh, professional violinist and he loved music so much that when he became a Jehovah's Witness, he actually put his uh, violin away and never touched it again. I think that's very sad, but he did that in order to, quote, serve Jehovah God. Uh, Just another thing about teaching, which is something that's always uh, floated my boat. I used to be an elder and back in the day when I was an elder, you were allowed a lot more freedom in what you said in your talks. You did have an outline. You did have an outline to follow. And 
they always said that you should stick closely to the outline, but no one ever did. Uh, we always used to go off on little tangents. These were the days when public talks were 45 minutes long. So if you weren't a very good public speaker, people would be bored very quickly and have to sit there for 45 minutes so i used to make uh, a real effort to make my talks interesting for 45 minutes and i'll go off on little tangents with things that i found interesting uh, greek words and illustrations and visual illustrations all this sort of thing and uh, i think generally speaking people used to enjoy my talks which was nice that's what they said anyway maybe they were just flattering me <laughs> I don't know. But of course, as time's gone on, things have become a lot more rigid. The organisation, the Watchtower organisation, has started releasing things like videos and very colourful illustrations that are shown on uh, big screens at the Kingdom Hall and the assemblies. And the so-called teachers, the the, uh, the elders in the congregation, are very, very limited now. Their hands are tired as to what they can and can't say. They're very often little more than just someone who gets up and introduces a video. I resigned as an elder many years ago, and I, I did consider trying to get reappointed again. But one of the things that put me off, actually, was the fact that I would just have to stand on a platform and parrot JW Watchtower Spiel and show videos and that kind of thing. And I thought that's not really very creative and it's, you know, personally creative and it's not really very, uh, it's not about teaching particularly anymore. So uh, I wasn't really that bothered that I wasn't an elder at the time because I recognised that my purpose in life, which was teaching and guiding people, I couldn't really fulfil that anymore as an elder anyway. Elders have just become puppets. They're not really teachers anymore when it comes to spirituality. Of course, I continued to serve as a pioneer right up to when I left uh, or when I was disfellowshipped in uh, December 2019. And I immediately found myself in a position where I felt like I didn't have a purpose anymore. My whole purpose of serving Jehovah God and being a pioneer had just been ripped out from under me, and I, I didn't have that anymore. I didn't have my family anymore. So as a family man, you know, I mean, that was part and parcel of my purpose in life, looking after my children and teaching them and so forth. That was all gone. And I found that the creativity, you know, the music and the writing and the poetry and that sort of thing, I'd put that aside for so long I'd actually lost the ability, I felt, at the time to write music or, or poetry. So I felt very, very empty after leaving Jehovah's Witnesses. The interesting thing was, when I started therapy, the first therapist I had was a Christian. The second one I had was a Hindu. <laughs> uh, but the first therapist I had, uh, we got chatting about God. At the time, I suppose I still believed in the biblical God at that time, to some degree. And she asked me, what do I think? God's purpose is for me. And I thought long and hard about that, and I thought teaching and creativity. And from a teaching aspect, I I no longer had my first aid training company anymore. I lost all that when I left Jehovah's Witnesses, and my family, my marriage broke up. It was a family-run business. I was no longer a pioneer, so I, didn't, I wasn't able to teach there. I really felt that I had no avenues in my life where where i could teach anymore i had no platform to teach 
But I got thinking that the internet is a wonderful thing, isn't it? And podcasts and videos and all these sort of things. I mean, it took a while to get some traction in that, but eventually I found a, a bit of a purpose with the Onion Unlimited podcast, writing a website with um, articles that I publish on their blog articles. So that was good. And in terms of uh, creativity, it took a while, but I eventually got back to writing music. Part of my therapy was actually writing poetry. I got myself a journal and started writing a lot of poetry. And eventually I created several websites. I'll leave the website links in the uh, description below if you want to check out my poetry and also my photography. Wedding photography was my business at one point, but I, to be honest, I didn't really love that because it was, again, very rigid, quite regimented as to, you know, what the what the couple wanted, that sort of thing. But street photography is something that I absolutely love, travel and street photography. And I've recently put together a website with uh, some of my street photography in. It's not something I've done for a while, but I'm hoping to head out to Australia later this year uh, to see my girlfriend, spend a bit of time with her, and I'm looking forward to doing some travel and street photography again. So uh, hopefully I can get the uh, creative juices flowing again. I've also enjoyed painting, although I'm not particularly very good at that, but I do enjoy throwing a bit of paint around. I'd call it modern art. <laughs> Some people would probably call it just a mess. But uh, but yeah, I quite enjoy that. And music. Music is the, uh, the big thing. Just before I go today, I'm going to uh, just introduce to you uh, some of my music, it's over on uh, SoundCloud. Again, I'll leave a link in the uh, description below. But I've actually released uh, two albums and a few EPs on SoundCloud. And I'm actually going to close off today on this podcast with a song that I wrote or a tune I wrote for my uh, girlfriend called Ocean Deep. I've left it until the very end, just in case you don't like my music or don't consider that this is music. So you don't have to uh, sit through it if you don't want to. But what I would be interested in is if in the comments you could let me know, what did you give up as a Jehovah's Witness? What did you give up in order to be a Jehovah's Witness? It might be education. It might be creativity. It might be a career. Let me know in the comments below. It could be something that you were discouraged from doing because as a Jehovah's Witness, you just simply weren't allowed to do it. Maybe being a, a rock star, something like that. Um, or it might just be like, like me at the time that you were just so damn busy meetings and ministry all the time and you never had any time at all for yourself in order to express yourself creatively or enjoy the things that you wanted to enjoy. Like I say, let me know in the comments and uh, I'm just going to play you out with this song called Ocean Deep, which is dedicated to my girlfriend, Mariella. Thanks for joining me. Join me again soon. Bye for now. <laughs>